at any given moment, you have the power to say that this is not how my story is going to end. Never forget that walking away from something unhealthy is brave, even if you stumble a little on your way out. So how do we get out of these uncertain situations and darknesses we call failures? How do we get out of these uncomfortable and sleepless traumas? How do we now reaffirm ourselves and say, trauma may happen to me, but it does not define me? This is Get Out Alive World Podcast with Tracy and Harridge. The impact of domestic abuse on children and young people. Domestic violence has a devastating impact on children and young people that can last into adulthood. Domestic abuse services offer specialist emotional and practical support for children and young people affected by domestic abuse. We're going to be speaking about some statistics and one in seven children and young people under the age of 18 will have lived with domestic violence at some point in their childhood and that speaks for about 14.2%. Another 61.7% of women in refuge on the day to count had children aged under 18 with them. Now Women's Aid 2018 data from Women's Aid Annual Survey 2017 speaks between January 2005 and August 2015, inclusive, 19 children and two women were killed by perpetrators of domestic abuse in circumstances relating to child contact, either formally or, you know, informally arranged. A Woman's Aid review of SCRs published since August 2015 highlighted at least one more case falling into this category. Research published by Kafkas in 2017 in partnership with Women's Aid analyzed a sample of 216 children contact cases that closed to Kafkas between April 2015 and March 2016. It would have found that more than two-thirds of the cases in the sample involved, they involved allegations of domestic abuse. And it's yet in 20. Yet in at 23% of these cases, unsupervised contact was ordered at the first hearing. So for 23% of the cases, they were unsupervised contact. Now, research published by the Women's Aid and Queen Mary University London in 2018, based on the experiences of 72 women survivors of domestic abuse whose family court case concluded the last five years, they basically found that evidence of gender discrimination and a culture of disbelief within the family court system. Now, the systematic nature of negative perceptions around survivors of domestic abuse and mothers who raise concerns about child contact arrangements, along with gaps and inconsistencies in understanding and awareness of domestic abuse and its impact on children is blocking the effectiveness of policies and practices to ensure safe child contact and increase awareness of domestic abuse within child contact procedures. Now, the ingrained nature of such perceptions 
also increases the likelihood of human rights protection gaps for survivors and their children. And this is, this is according to Birchall and Chaudhry in 2018. In the above research by Women's Aid and Queen Mary University London, that 61% of survey respondents had not had any special measures in the family court. Now, a whopping 48% said that a fact-finding hearing had not taken place as part of their case, and 24% had been cross-examined by their abusive ex-partner in the court. Now, a recently conducted analysis of 357 children contact cases in Canada in which accusations of parental alienation were involved. It also found that 42% of the cases also involved allegations of domestic or child abuse. In the 77% of these cases, the parent alienation allegation was made by the alleged perpetrator of domestic or child abuse against the non-abusive parent. Now, a review of research and case law on parental alienation commissioned by Kafka's Simru found a dearth of robust empirical studies. It basically reviews of relevant reported cases between 2013 and 2018 and found that a number of the reported cases involved dissatisfied non-resident parents who made unsubstantiated and unproven allegations against the resident parent Doty Maxwell and Slater 2018. Now are the effects of the are the effects the same for every child? Children can experience both short and long-term cognitive, behavioral, and emotional effects as a result of witnessing domestic abuse. Each child will respond differently to trauma and some may be resilient and not exhibit any negative effects. Children's responses to the trauma of witnessing domestic abuse may vary according to a multitude of factors including but not limited to 1. Age Number two, race. Number three, sex. And four, stage of development. It is equally important to remember that these responses may also be caused by something other than witnessing domestic abuse. Children are individuals and may respond to witnessing abuse in different ways. These are some of the effects described in a briefing by the Royal College of Psychiatrists 2004. Number one. They may become anxious or depressed. Number two, they may have temper tantrums and problems with school. Number three, they may have difficulty sleeping. Number four, they may have nightmares or flashbacks. Six, they may be easily startled. Seven, they may complain of physical symptoms such as tummy aches and they may start wetting the bed. They may also behave as though they are much younger than they are. They can become aggressive, which is a very significant factor of children who have been uh, victims of domestic abuse. They may become aggressive or they may internalize their distress and withdraw from other people. They may also have a lower sense of self-worth. Now, older children may become or they might begin to play truant, 
start to use alcohol or drugs they may begin to self-harm by taking overdoses or cutting themselves or have an eating disorder children may also feel angry guilt insecure alone frightened powerless or confused they may have ambivalent feelings towards both the abuser and the non-abusing parent now do children grow up to be abusers and or victims the cycle of violence otherwise known as the intergenerational theory is often referred to when considering the effects of domestic abuse on children however research findings are inconsistent and there is no automatic cause and effect relationship we i believe that this theory is disempowering and ineffective when working with children a boy who has witnessed domestic abuse does not have to grow up to be an abuser and a girl does not have to become a victim of domestic abuse later in life educational programs focusing on healthy relationships and challenging gender inequality sexual stereotyping and domestic abuse should be integrated with work on anti-bullying and conflict resolution as a mandatory part of the curriculum in all schools these would act as important preventative measures now next week we will be speaking about some more effects or impacts of domestic abuse on children and young people Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Get Out Alive World podcast, where we equip victims to become survivors. Be sure to share this episode far and wide. Download from your favorite podcast host and always leave a comment about the episode. Join us again next time, same time and same place for another episode. And if you want to donate to the tremendous work that we have been doing in saving lives, feel free to send us an email at getoutaliveworld at gmail.com send us a whatsapp message to 1-876-367-7476 or on our website at tracyandharridge.com i'm your host tracy and harridge signing out take care love and blessings always remember to get out alive <laughs>